Hi, this is Andrea Sexton. What I remember most about Tim in high school was that he was kind and said hello to everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, very, uh, very happy to have joining me on the Ponder This podcast, a young lady who uh, we spent uh, quite a bit of time in class together in, uh, in our academic life. She's a terrific person, great sense of uh, community. She's also very well-rounded. She's not only beautiful, but quite intelligent. She's the total package. She is Miss is mrs andrea sexton please welcome andrea to the program best intro i think i've ever had all my zoom meetings kim are you listen i i i could be like that michael buffer guy like let's get ready to rumble i could be your podcast introducer i that could that might be a side gig I, I think I think there's a market for that. My Zoom meetings they, they need a little bit of zip, so I think I think you're onto something. What? All right. So I don't want to talk too much about myself, but my nephew and I have said we want to we, our our uh, our dream job. Sorry, just had a brain fart. But our dream job would be to be party starters. Like that's my dream job is to like go on a cruise and when no one's up on the dance floor, just like start dancing by myself and just like get the party started. So get the party started. Yeah, I could see you doing that. So I could be a podcast starter. That could be a new job. Like hey, a podcast Zoom meeting starter and sign me up. I think you could put it on TikTok. You could get that dance. You could. I, I got some moves. You got the- I got some moves like Jagger. I have a question. What? So what would these Zoom meetings that I am introducing you for be about? Mm. What would they be about? They're about um, nothing interesting. Um, well, I think they're interesting. But um, so I work for, I ended up working for Harvard, um, Harvard University in finance. I'm working in the tax area. So that's why uh, I said it's probably going to sound dry to most people, but it's um, it's actually really interesting and it's been there for a long time. So it's good. I will, it's good, but we could use a bit of zhuzh. Listen, Harvard, so you're, you're living in Arlington and you're close to work, right? I am. I am. And it's bizarre living in Arlington. Um, <laughs> it's, it's my old stomping grounds. But uh, yeah, it's worked out for a lot of different reasons. Did you leave Arlington for a while and come back, or have you been there the whole time? Yeah, no, I, I left Arlington. I never went too far. Um, after college, I ended up living in Boston for a little while in a really crummy apartment, and then ended up moving to Belmont. So, I, and then my husband and I bought a house here a couple of years ago. Well, actually, now uh, a couple of years ago, it's been like fifteen years that we've been. Couple, here. couple so, fifteen, yeah, yeah, a couple fifteen. It, it, it goes. I, yeah. Like just yesterday graduated. So that I, was 30 years ago. I know it does. It, uh, it really does fly. Where did you live in Belmont? Cause I kind of did the same thing. Um, came back from college. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a quick funny story about that in a minute, but I left, uh, when I got home from college, I started working for the Red Sox. I lived in an apartment for Arlington for like five months, but then moved and lived in a three family house in Belmont for about eight years. Where, where did you live in Belmont? 
So we were in a three-family on Propeller Road, just outside of Waverly Square. Oh, man, not too far from me. I was on Marion Road um, in a three-family, and I used to walk to uh, to Donahue's, which is a bar in Watertown that is owned by Amy Howard, class of 1990 graduate, Amy Howard's uh, husband, J.D. I don't know if you've ever been to Donahue's. I haven't. I sometimes to cut traffic when I used to drive to work, I would go that way and I'd pass. I know that I would pass it. So I didn't know that it was, um, it was Amy. Yeah. Great establishment. It's been recognized as uh, one of the best bars for quite some time. They do a nice job over Mm -hmm. there. Uh, I wanted to take you back to, to the fact that you work for Harvard. Um, funny story. I got into Hofstra, and decided to go to college there in Long Island, New York. But when I called my grandmother and said, Graham, I'm going to Hofstra, she said, oh, my God, you're going to Harvard. That's my uh, that's my funny Harvard story because I didn't get into Harvard, Andrea. That was a little out of my league. Well, I, uh, it, it's funny. I actually do have a funny story, not too different from that. So in one of my earlier roles at Harvard, I was doing uh, financial policy, and I was at um, I was actually out to dinner with a bunch of people and it was really noisy and someone leaned over and said, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I, I do financial policy at Harvard. And they said, oh, you're an anthropologist at Harvard? Nice. And, yes, I am. That would have been good. You would have had some stories. It's way more interesting. No, yeah. no, listen, I've been, a, finance makes the world go round. I mean, let's not uh, diminish the role some uh, some of our classmates have done quite well in the uh, in the world of finance and uh, sitting on a lump of money that I don't have in my bank account currently. How is uh, how is your bank account looking? Is Harvard pay well these days? You know, I can't complain. Good. I can't complain for a long time. It's a great place to work, um, and you know, I, I I am not sitting on a, a lump of money. That sounds Nice, maybe a little <laughs> uncomfortable, but you could probably you could probably get over it. Uh, but uh, but but no, other than that, all good. So, describe to me a little bit what you do. I mean, so tell talk to me a little bit about exactly what you're doing at Harvard and and how you're making a, a difference in the world. <laughs> all right. um, wow, that that's a that's a pretty weighty question. I know it. Um, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll try to do it justice. So. Um, so when I do it at Harvard, I'm the director of financial policy and compliance. I deal with um, taxes for Harvard, and um, right now we're we're navigating a lot of the different federal stimulus programs that have come out, um, and thinking through that. So it's really handling a lot of that compliance-related stuff for the, for the university, and um, it's actually quite interesting because it changes all the time. Um, so there's always something new to focus on. Sure, but my so- is a lot of meetings. So if the if the president of Harvard goes to jail for tax evasion, it's basically your fault. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that just gives me nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you missed a couple of commas and uh, semicolons, Andrea, I mean, not to put any pressure on your job or whatever, but, you know, you could be the reason heads roll for the crimson. Is that fair? Or? Yeah. We work really hard to avoid that. <laughs> no one goes to jail. That's always at the top of our list. Uh, yeah. So when you talk compliance uh, in the financial world, are we talking um, uh, 
are we talking like bank compliance? Are we are we talking about um, you know the ever changing policies that that creep up into the financial institutions and sort of? Mm-hmm. So I worked I worked uh, in lending for like four years, and we had to take a ton of compliance courses. I mean, I, I was in sales and was lending money for people to buy carnival equipment. But we were owned by Berkshire Bank and had to do a ton of compliance work because we were owned mm-hmm. by a bank. So I'm somewhat familiar. I don't know if it's the same type of compliance. Yours might be a little bit more advanced in terms of like tax law and stuff like that. But, um, you know, can you get into a little bit of the minutia of, of what it entails? Uh, yeah, so um, we deal with like payroll policy, making sure that we're paying people right. Um, that we're withholding the right amount of tax, all that sort of stuff, um, as well as like Harvard as an institution, um, filing their tax returns, which are public, and um, and just making sure that from a labor law perspective, we're doing the right thing. So yeah. it covers a few different areas. Yep. Um, is are you where you want to be? I mean, is this is this where Andrea Sexton wants to be. You went to, did you go to Babson? I, I did go to Babson, um, not right out of high school. Um, I actually took a funny circuitous route. I um, I didn't plan to end up in finance. I, I was a writer, if you remember. That was my big thing. And I started majoring in English and creative writing. I went to Emerson right out of undergrad and ended up transferring to UMass Amherst. Okay. And when I was there, I I think I wanted more stability. And also, I was terrible at numbers in high school. It was really not something I was good at. And so it was a, I think it, it was a challenge to try something different that I wasn't good at. And I feel like that was a good move because it helped to stretch me in a different direction. And so I ended up switching to finance. And then I graduated. Um, Got a job um, working as an assistant buyer for Filene's, which is now gone. Right. But that was my first. Book. That was a terrible job working as an assistant <laughs> buyer. It was really, it was a really awful, awful job. But it was a, a great experience because it, it kind of taught me what I didn't want. Sure. Learning what you don't want is kind of half the battle. Um, but anyway, after that, then I ended up at Harvard, and uh, then I, later on, I did get my my MBA. I did go to Babson for that. Fantastic. Um, so going back, so any other jobs that you absolutely hated, is there any, uh, any other learning curve in your life that you said, yeah, I, I don't want to do that? I think I'm fortunate in that the other jobs I've had, I've, I've liked and I've gotten something out of them. Mm-hmm. But working at Filene, that is an assistant buyer, working in retail, was just definitely, definitely not for me. In fact, I, I, I wrote about it um, because the first, the area that I was in, so it was foundations, which is um, bras and girdles. Oh my if you God. don't know what foundations mean. I, I, I was like foundations in the department. So I'm like, what are we talking about? Uh, you know, you're, you're building homes or what are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah. It's foundation garments. So I, I learned more about girdles than you can shake a stick right. out. You're talk. talking about holding together boobs, like, right? Keeping it together? Is that? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and, and holding all the other pieces in because it wasn't the it wasn't the fancy, you know, Victoria's Secret sexy line. No, this was like the serious the serious stuff. That that's that's what we had. Um but anyway, it was um yeah, not the, it was was not the right job for me. I love it. I love that you recognized early on that it was not the right job. Um, the reason I asked too is because, so I've had like 10 jobs and, uh, and, and I've had them <clears throat> for various reasons and lost them for various reasons, none of which I'm going to go into, but, um, <laughs> some of them I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? Some, it was not my mm-hmm. choice to leave. Um, but I find that it's important in life that you find something that you love to do. So I guess even though you may find your job a little bit, not, I don't want to use boring as a word, but I mean, you seem very happy, right? Are you in a, are you in a good place in 2020? I mean. I am. Yeah. I, I am in a good place and I, I don't mean to say, I don't mean to say that it's boring. I don't, I don't want to give it a, do it a disservice. I don't want you to get fi- I don't want you to get fired for for saying that you think your job is boring either. I don't want that to happen, Andrea. <laughs> no, but when you say tax, most people their eyes glaze over and saying, "Oh my gosh, this is really really dry." But um, I think tax ends up being really interesting because it changes as administrations change, as policies change, all of those things um, are very fluid, and that's what keeps it interesting. So figuring out how to go from point A to point B. That's what's interesting. Um, a job that I, I did have that I really liked, though, um, was this was actually after I left Filene. I, I ended up quitting Filene because I was I was so miserable. I would I'd cry on the tea coming home because I knew I had to go back the next day. That's and at that point, I'm like, I got to go. Um, but as a part-time job, before I started working at Harvard, I started working at um, – now it's called Cookie Time Bakery, but um, it's in Arlington Heights, and it used to be called it was the Chocolate Box, and it was Lakota Bakery, yep. and now it's Cookie Time Bakery, and I make cookies, and I loved that job. See, there you go. I, now we're talking a little cookie making. What's your favorite cookie? It, uh, all of them. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, the one that I really like is called the Chocolate Macaroon. So it's like a macaroon with a layer of and then you dunk the whole thing in chocolate. That was, that's pretty awesome. That sounds pretty banging, actually. Big fan it, of the ma- big totally. big fan of the macaroon. Also, also a huge fan of like a nice uh, molasses cookie. Mm, classic. Yeah, a little sugar on top. You know, not too. You know, nope. I I can I can go for the plain. I don't need all the bells and whistles. Like I'll eat a plain donut and I'll dunk it in my coffee. Thank you very much. No problem. Don't need all the uh, hullabaloo all over the thing or it jammed with, uh, you know, filling. Yeah. Uh, pretty simple, Andrea. Keep it simple. What, uh, so exactly aside, aside from cookies, uh, do you have any other guilty pleasures? I'm sure I do. Uh, aside from cookies, I'm pretty food driven right now. Okay. That, that's Quarantine's been tough. Um, I, I'm trying to, to think. Let food. me come back to you on, on that one. Yeah, that's okay. Food driven as in I, I like to eat. Is that what you're getting at or is it? Yeah, I, I have a sweet tooth. I have you sweet do? Tooth. Okay. Have a sweet tooth. I'll make a note of that. Um, 
How has your life changed in the last six months? Have you have you learned anything differently about yourself? Have you picked up any hobbies? Have you done any more writing? You know, what has, has anything changed for you? Have you uh, knocked off the honey-do list, you and your husband, for projects around the house? Like, what's been the last six months like? Yeah, I, I wish we'd gotten everything done. It, it's been a little bit of, of all of that, and um, I think mainly it's been a good time to kind of reflect and slow down. And not having the commute, not that getting into Harvard Square is that far, but it's always a pain in that. And just getting that time back has been really nice. And um, I'm trying to think of, of what else we've done. I have been writing. So I've been keeping a journal because right now everything is just so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I, agreed. Yeah. I said agreed. agreed yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I keep thinking of like the Shackleton expedition when they find those poor souls, their diaries frozen in ice. I've been keeping a diary, like quarantine day, whatever. Today's quarantine day 169. Is it really? Um, it is. Is that, is the, is. is is the start date on your calendar? Is it March 13th? I mean, is that the start date or, okay. You're nodding yes. your head. Hey, for everybody that can't see Andrea, she's nodding her head. Yes. Like, Hey, yeah. dumb, Hey, dumbass. It was March 13th when the world, <laughs> changed um i just want to make sure maybe it was march 12th it could have been the 14th i'm just trying to get the 169 accurately depicted yeah today's september yeah. 1st voting day primary day okay so yeah. 169 what's the most interesting thing that you've written in this journal well like what's the most bizarre thing that's happened in in the in the last 169 days or what's the what you know if I'm if I'm flipping through the pages of this bad boy what am I going what am I st- what what's a page stopper Ooh, I don't know if there's a page stopper um we got a puppy that's probably the most exciting thing that happened There you go that's hey I am a I have a dog and I'm a dog lover and what kind of dog did you get He's an English bulldog. Nice. Uh, was he a rescue or? No, no. We actually got it from a breeder that, in Kansas. Oh, how did yeah, that? How? Did, yeah. How did that work out? Getting a dog from a breeder in Kansas. During, you can't get a refrigerator. You can't get a refrigerator, Andrea. But you got a, a British bulldog. Yeah, I know. We kind of lucked out. Um, they actually the breeder flew him, so they the breeder got on the plane from Kansas and flew him to Logan, and then uh, we picked him up. Come on, what day was this? Like what in in like April? No, no, this was um, yeah, it must have been mid July. Mid July, okay. So he, so the, so the folks in Kansas waited a little bit till things maybe calmed down a little bit because it was pretty bad in Massachusetts for a little while. Like we were here in the Northeast, we took it kind of hard early, right in March, April, May, and then yeah, we did. I think uh, I think the government, you know, Governor Baker and. And uh, <clears throat> Mayor Marty Walsh have done a good job. I think we've, you know, despite the inconvenience of wearing a mask and I hate washing yeah. my hands. I mean, I never wash my hands. I'm just kidding. I wash my hands all the time anyway, Andrea, but I just, I guess, wash them more like everybody else. Self <clears throat> um, hand sanitizer, right? Correct. Um, what have you missed the most? Like what, what has... Uh, the fact that these last 169 days have been so weird, like what have you missed the most? I know quite often I'll see you in Red Sox gear. Like do you go to a couple Sox games a year and, and are you missing going to Fenway? Like what are you, are you an outdoor diner? Are you a, a concert lover? Like what, uh, 
What are you missing the most? What, what am I missing? So um, definitely, definitely Fenway. Yeah. We would go a few times a year. We actually went to um, see the Sox play in London a while back. And um, that was, that was fun. Although they got cream. So that was kind of a, kind of a bummer, but the experience was fun. And um, it missed dining because that would totally be our, our routine, like going out to, to eat on a, on a Friday date night. Right. But um, to do that now, takeout is, is not quite the same. <laughs> um, but even just being able to go and like wander around Target for an afternoon, you know, if you, just to get out of the house, that's, um, you sort of miss that because now it feels like it's, it's a frivolous thing to do and it's going to increase your risk. Right. Um, that's fantastic. You were able to go to London. Um, I remember they played the Yankees, right? Yeah, yeah, they they, did. they they got smoked a little bit. Uh, I re- mm-hmm. I do remember there was some there was some crazy scores in those games. Like, yeah, it was we got outscored really early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, one game, one game, they almost came back. I think, but they were down like fourteen nothing or something crazy. Like it yeah. was a totally bizarre series. Yeah. Yeah, that that's right. And it was um, London. Usually, isn't that hot? But the hottest day they'd had on record ever. And they were playing in one of the stadiums that they had built for the Olympics when they were in London, which was the track stadium. Yeah, I didn't know this. Track stadiums are built so there's no wind interference at all. So there was absolutely no breeze, and it was about I don't know 110 degrees. And the British don't serve drinks with ice, and we were dying. And I I literally. <laughs> this woman who was carrying a drink with ice and I said where did you get that and I followed her and there was this one vendor like tucked in a corner that was selling like very Collins mixed drinks for like eight pounds and I, I don't know I, I probably spent two hundred dollars on on drinks just oh so my I wouldn't God. die from- that's hysterical <laughs> I mean I know they serve Guinness at room temperature but really I didn't yeah, yeah that's crazy every drink yeah, every, every drink no ice no that's funny no and a and a hot stadium i didn't know that like i guess i'm not much uh i'm not up to speed on my my track history where they don't want wind you know yeah i know but I, it makes sense you as soon as you said i'm like yeah i guess they don't want anybody getting a little draft you know what i mean either yeah. a headwind holding them back or a tailwind giving them a little push or reverse if i screwed that up because i'm not a meteorologist i'm just a just a podcast host um, any funky, weird collections or hobbies that no one knows about you? Um, weird hobbies. Um, I haven't done this for a while, but it's always kind of a surprise when I tell people, um, I trained Brazilian jiu-jitsu for about six years. And I'm on a break right now because of, of COVID, but that's something that I really enjoyed. And that was. Something I'm strangely proud of because it was so outside my orbit. So you didn't take the classes. You actually trained or or someone taught you or you're a trainer in jujitsu? No, I actually took classes. Okay. Um, and about six years. For six years you took classes and, and, and like, mm-hmm. and like karate, do you get belts? Like are you, are you, what, what is your efficiency level currently at? Well, when I stopped, and I'm, I'm sure I've regressed since then, um, I, was a, I was a blue belt, um, which is the first colored belt. There's only five belts. Okay. Um, so I still was a beginner, but I wasn't a complete rank beginner. 
could you kick my ass in a street fight? I'm six. No, I'm six two two fifteen. Could I mean? Could you take me down? Um, I could. I probably get you on the ground. I probably could get. <laughs> I probably couldn't kick your ass. But you could. But, you could. Uh, you could put a, a little bit of a beating on me. Like you're confident. You could get a couple of shots in. Um. Well, there's no. Jiu-jitsu is weird enough. There's no striking. It's, okay. It's really, It's a combination of wrestling and judo. So it's all. Um, joint locks and chokeholds. So the point is, you get someone on the ground, and then you try to choke them unconscious or break. <laughs> that, that's how it works. It sounds painful. It's um, it's actually called the gentle art, um, because just as opposed to other martial arts, there's no punching, so you get a chance to to tap out to say, "Okay, I'm done. Please stop." Andrea, it's always the quiet ones. You know that, right? Like it's all like it's always the compliance tax attorney, <laughs> financial planner slash cookie maker. That's always the jujitsu badass. Like you, they could be, you know what I mean? That could be the podcast. Like it could be financial cookie judo master, Andrea Sexton. I love it. Uh, and what's in the future? Like what do you see yourself at Harvard for the next 20 years? Or are you, you know, are you, are you thinking, all right, I've done this for a while. I'm going to stay here because it's comfortable and safe. Or is there, is there a dream, dream scenario where you could be doing something else? And I'm not putting you on the spot saying like, Hey, Hey Harvard, I'm out of here in five years. I'm not trying to get, like I said, I'm not trying to get you. Is there something that you'd, you'd like to accomplish in the next 10 years, let's say? You know, I'll probably give you a pretty diplomatic answer in that um, I'm I'm always looking for what the, the next challenge is going to be. And it's for the past, I've been at Harvard for, gosh, like 25 years. Mm-hmm. And Harvard's a big place that those challenges have continued to present themselves. So that's, that's kind of worked out. Um, and I don't know what, I don't know what will be next. If it will be inside Harvard, outside of Harvard, the world has changed so drastically as a result of this. And right. it's kind of hard to predict what, what January will be like, you know, let alone three to five years from now. Yeah. So um, it's going to hang on and see what happens. Take right? it. Uh, it's a safe way to, to, to take it. It's a day at a time is what they call it. It's sort of my motto as well. Don't, uh, it's hard to plan right now, right? I mean, it's hard to really get yeah. too far ahead of yourself because realistically, who knows, you know, where things are going to be. This might come back from what I hear, you know, and again, um, I, I don't have any insider information, but a lot of people are saying, hey, come come fall, it's going to get worse again before it gets better and, you know, we need a vaccine. So I think like a lot of people, I feel, do you feel like it's been Groundhog Day? I mean, I honestly feel like it's Groundhog Day for 169 days. I mean, I, I do I do feel that. And I'm like, oh, man, this is, it wears on me a little bit. Um, I don't know how you feel yeah. about it. I don't know what day it is right. anymore. No, and, right. Um, and, and, I, and I keep thinking, is this because, we're in quarantine and things are weird is because I'm older now and you know, I'm starting to slip like what's, what's happening. Um, kind of funny. That's crazy. I agree. Um, is there anyone you keep in touch with from high school? 
Do you do you have a network of of folks that you periodically check in with? On. You know, I had been in touch with some folks, but you know, we we've, we've lost touch over time. Um, really, Facebook is how I see what people are, are up to and what they're doing. Um, but unfortunately, no, I do see people around town now and again, um, which is kind of nice. Um, but less less than I actually thought I would. There are a few people that are in the area, but um, I don't I don't see them all the time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same boat. Believe it or not, uh, you know, you get like I said, you kind of get tunnel vision. You get stuck in your own. Mm-hmm in your own routine and you know it uh it becomes one of these things where you you do check in on people through facebook and which you know which has been a nice Mm -hmm. uh get you know escape for me but again i've only been on there for four you know four years since like 2016 so i was sort of late to the party when it came to that and then um it's it's been nice sort of checking in on on folks and on their their happenings and, and so on and so forth, but kind of uh, kind of strange times, Andrea. But it's really it is nice, honestly. It is really nice to say hi to people and see people and talk to people. It's been a tremendous experience for me. I wish you nothing but the best, and uh, I hope the laws don't change too much where you're you know inundated with uh, tax lingo. I I don't even I. I I can't do my own taxes. I'm I'm horrible. They scare the crap out of me. I get it. I, I get it. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank you for the invitation. And this was this was really fun. It's nice to be able to to catch up. Um, and I look forward to to hearing the other podcast. I don't think I'll listen to mine, but I'd love to hear what other people you're, are. You're you're hilarious. You'll listen to it. You say you won't, but you will. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you again for coming on. I wish you nothing but the best. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye.